0: All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcahy Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back listeners to the Financial Security 360 podcast. Uh, we're up to episode 56 today, which is um, a big achievement since we started back at the start of COVID. So very happy that all the guys are jumping on board. Um, today we've got a, a room full of Geelong accountants and financial planners here with me today so I'm going to go around the table and just introduce everybody so I'm Gavin Nash host uh, we've got Danny Archer financial planning partner here down at Geelong. day, Danny.
1: Hello Gavin how are you going?
0: Going well going well I don't need to explain to, how you, uh, to you how everything works mate you're a very seasoned professional with the podcast and I will continue to be so. Thanks for your input, mate. I love it. Now, we've got two of our junior accountants with us today. Uh, we've got Zach. G'day, Zach. G'day, Gav. Thanks for having us. Welcome along. And Lockie. Thanks for having us, Gav. Um, long-time listener, so it's good to finally be on. Yes, yeah, see, he just had to throw in that sort of little little jab <laughs> that he listens to every podcast. But it's great, mate. I love
2: it. Yeah, yeah. no, it's been really good. Um, Danny always makes sure I give him the feedback on every podcast he's on, so i keep him accountable.
0: Good on you, mate. That's good. I like that. And I think hopefully we're, we're getting the podcast to a stage, and we'll talk about that in the case study later, Danny, that we're getting the podcast to a stage where there's interesting topics that people are searching for and trying to find and we're delivering some good information to our customers. So Yeah, absolutely. And you don't quite know where, where
1: it's going to reach. Um, you know, people are reading blogs or listening to podcasts all the time, so it does come across you know, a bit more frequently than you might think that um, you know, the, the, the topics of interest to people.
0: Absolutely, and that's the thing about uh, being part of this Mulcahy group, isn't it, boys, That the, the two juniors with me, that, you know, there is all these sort of professionals under the one roof, and we're all sort of working together to uh, get the next sort of best result for a client, so. Yeah, correct. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Well, I've got some predetermined questions that we thought we'd go through. Today's episode is going to be about these two boys and their journey through to being an accountant, um, and then ending up here at Mulcahy Co. So, I'll start with you, Zach. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, and... Um, yeah, you know, how you got to make the decision to go to university, do accounting, and where did you study, and all those things?
3: Yep. So obviously going through high school and that sort of stuff, my interests naturally went towards accounting and finance and those sort of subjects. Just and is being
0: that, was that maths or were you just good at maths or? Yeah, is so I was
3: sort of just good with the maths and working with numbers and and that sort of stuff. So that's yep. where I naturally leaned into. So that's how I landed in the the commerce degree, which I did at Melbourne Uni. Yep. So nice. that was a a good pathway like into school and then Melbourne Uni and yeah doing all those commerce degrees and finance subjects and accounting
0: subjects so that was my introduction into the and did you have a particular high school teacher that was helpful with making those decisions to go into say something like accounting did you know that accounting was even a, a job when you were back in year 10 picking out some year 11 12 subjects
3: yeah I did I wasn't sure like exactly like to what extent um obviously doing it at school is a bit different to when you finally get into the workplace in terms of a lot of the stuff at school is just pen on paper and that sort of aspect rather than the further techno- technology aspect that you now get into in the workplace. But it was a yeah good introduction like through school.
0: Yep. Yep. And Melbourne Uni, was that all prior to COVID? So you didn't, so did you study anything through my COVID? My first or?
3: year was the year before COVID and yep. then it, yeah COVID hit. So it sort of Turned online for me, which, being from Geelong, it actually didn't turn out to be a bad thing because I Wouldn't avoided. That, yeah, yeah, I avoided okay. all the travel.
0: Um, up so, to first Melbourne. year you were traveling up to Melbourne. Yeah, classes. so I traveled, I traveled yep. up
3: three days a week in my first year yep. um, for lectures and classes and that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, COVID hit and it all all became online. Yep.
0: And did Melbourne Uni do a pretty good job of that? In your they opinion, did, yeah, yeah, they
3: were pretty organized up there, so yeah. I, I enjoyed it.
1: Did you find being on campus or in person better, or did you like being on, an online student?
3: Um, personally, when it comes to lectures and that sort of stuff, I preferred online because it allows you to watch things at your own pace and really like learn at like the skills that you wanna you wanna learn. Um, and it also helps that you can fast forward the, the lectures and don't mm. have to sit in real time, which was a, a positive for me. Um, there were obviously a few negatives, not being able to connect with people in terms of the actual classes, but Overall, I, I didn't actually mind the, the online aspect of it.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I had an intern with me, Danny, uh, over the last 10 weeks, and his whole degree was online. Um, and it was actually called uh, Deakin Cloud, it Is was the, the campus that he studied at. So, um, And he was the same as you. Zach sort of quite probably suited his personality, but probably the thing he said, which you've said as well, is that you don't sometimes miss that human connection yeah. or maybe building your network at Uni and mates from uni that you then sort of take into your work career, you sort of maybe missed a little bit of that stuff.
3: Yeah, that's definitely the the downside to yeah. not being able to attend on campus, the human interaction that you'd otherwise get. Yep,
1: it's just training for when you do enter the workforce too. Though now that what COVID has done, it has brought forward how often we do do teams or Zoom meetings and those kind of things. And one thing that I know that I struggle with early days, is it is harder to make that build that rapport right away when you're looking at a computer screen, but as Zach said, you know, you don't have the connections but it does teach you to be able to do so mm. and that definitely is a transferable skill that's handy in the workforce now where you've got clients that may not even be in the same country, they may be overseas that you need to learn how to build the rapport for with, sorry, for the first five or so minutes of the meeting before you go, by the way, this is how your business perform performed from a tax point of view. So it is, you know, it's good to know that, um, you know, Zach, Zach did learn those skills in that regard.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think... Um, you're probably at that age, Zach and Lockie, you know, where you're coming through and really this digital stuff is just 100% part of your life. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's sort of had to become bread and butter just
2: by um, design, well, not design, sorry. Um, circumstance, yeah, yeah, yeah. circumstance. You just um, got thrown into it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right. So, um, yeah, we're all pretty used to it now after three years of post COVID. And tell us a bit about your journey, Lockie. So, yeah, yeah. Did, are you a Geelong? originally? yeah i'm geelong local as well so i was pretty yep. similar to um zach where i sort of studied accounting through year 11 and 12 at school and then um went into a commerce degree um majoring in accounting and also marketing as well Oh, nice um one. yeah just in geelong so i finished that uh, my last year was that 2020 covid year so i had a fair bit of time on campus and then um Got to do a bit of online learning as well, so I sort of had the best of both worlds.
0: Was that down here at Deakin? Yeah, yeah, the Camp. waterfront. Yep. Waterfront, nice
2: mm. awesome. one. That's yeah. a
0: beautiful campus, isn't Yeah, it? no,
2: it's um, probably a 10-minute walk from my family home, so it was really yeah. easy for me as well. Oh, yeah. mate, how good. I,
0: th- I think um, this is a side issue, but uh, in my f- previous life, I used to teach graphic design at mm. Fed Uni in Ballarat. Yep. So we always had this great course running, in part because Geelong didn't have a course. Mm. Then Geelong opened the waterfront, Started and started VizCon and graphic design and adding on to their architecture and all their other stuff that was at Waterfront. And then obviously it's such an attractive place to go and study. Yeah, it is. Right overlooking the water there yeah. at Eastern Beach. or Is it Eastern Beach or more central? Yeah, it's Eastern Beach. Yeah. Eastern Beach, yeah. yeah. So it's just such a beautiful spot that it just killed the old Ballarat course. There are a lot of
1: kids <laughs> from Ballarat that come to, to Deakin. For, obviously it's an hour away or a little bit more, so it's, it's appealing in that regard. But it does seem like rather than the kids from Ballarat going to Melbourne, a lot of them do come... Come to Geelong, which is a
0: good thing. I think it's like a big country town, Geelong, isn't it? I think I remember from my days lecturing that you know, you get kids that come from Horsham or Hamilton, and you know, they would come to Ballarat or Geelong before they, or Bendigo even before they would make sometimes taking that jump into Melbourne was a bit too much for them coming from a country town. So, yeah, so I think it's got its spot, hasn't it, Deacon?
1: And then, like when you first came on board, the Geelong footprinting of of Mole was just sort of starting. So you split between Ballarat and Geelong at the start. Do you want to talk a bit about that?
2: Yeah, so basically, um, well, basically how I got to Mole Um, so there's a board member at my footy club, St Mary's. Um, his name's Damien McKeegan. I'll give him a shout out because he's done a lot for me. Um he's extra, actually extra listener. Yeah. Happy days. <laughs> he's actually um Mark Cunningham's uncle. So he reached out um through Damien and the Footy Club to see if anyone Um, Was studying accounting and was looking to do part-time work up in Ballarat. Um, So that eventually came to me and then I um, sort of had the interview with Mark and we went from there. So I started probably September, October 2020, um, three or four days a week up in Ballarat. Um,
0: Before you'd finished your course completely? Yeah, just
2: before I'd finished my course. Um, And with the intention of always coming back down to Geelong to work, it was sort of to go up the highway three or four times a week to um, sort of learn the ins and outs of what we're going to be doing once the um, Geelong office was set up the way it is now. So, um, yeah, it was really good. And would you say that was a good grounding? Like yeah, it was awesome. lots of senior accounts yeah. up there, isn't yeah. it? So there's obviously a fair few more um, staff in the Ballarat office than there is in Geelong, so there was a lot of people um, to pick the brains of and certainly um, plenty of help um, to reach out to whoever...
0: Was around to ask, yeah. I think um, numbers-wise, I think we're up around the 90 in Ballarat and about 30, 35 down here, I think. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just gives our listeners an example. that yeah, and I think part of being a graduate is having senior people to learn from because, you know, you can't know everything coming out of uni. Even the most confident uni student would come out and go, well, you know, I haven't got years' experience under my belt just yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So having those mentors or those senior people around can be really helpful, can't it?
1: Definitely. And it's a good example of a benefit that MLK's had with the multiple locations, whereas as Locke said, he's a local Geelong boy. The opportunity to start with was in Ballarat. So, you know, also credit, credit to Locky for taking it as well in that not everyone probably would have. They're a Geelong local going to Ballarat for work. It might not be appealing, but Locky saw the long-term benefits of, hey, I need to do this for the short term the benefits to me, I get to grow my career and then and then come to Geelong when the time is right and that's been able to eventuate. Um, so the, the good thing about the Mulcahy offering are the different locations for,
0: for certain people as well.
1: Yeah, yep.
2: definitely.
0: We've even had um, one of our lawyers uh, from Ballarat, Riley, down here now full-time, so lives in Torquay. So um, it can happen, even... Um, we had someone from Victoria head up to the Sunshine Coast office, so and yeah, work Mollie. up there full time. So yeah, so it can happen. All between the the, the five offices we have got um, Mildura uh, being part of that, Narrat So yeah, it, there's definitely an opportunity to do that. Hey Lock, I, I didn't cover with you. How did you get into accounting, or were you a bit like Zach, were you sort of into maths and um, did you like? The
2: sort of grown up around business my whole life um, with my parents. Um, their franchisees for KFC. Oh yeah. So sort of when COVID first hit, I was in their office a bit doing work with them and I would um, actually sit in with the meetings they would have with their accountants and the relationship that they had with them was sort of really appealing to me, um, the way that they were able to help them with all the questions that they needed right. and also improve their business from there. Um, it seemed like a really attractive career to be able to help um, not just them but their
0: wide range of clients um, that we that we sort of work with today. Yeah, nice one. It sort of accountants often get referred to as sort of the centre point, don't mm. they? You know, for a business, they say, well, I'll run that past the accountant. Yeah. But then on the outside, you might have your marketing company and you might have your, you know, suppliers and all the other things that, that you need in business. But I think the, the accountant ends up being that centre relationship mm. that any, any business needs, don't yeah, they? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, it's interesting. Um Thanks for that uh, little wrap-up, boys, about how you got here. Um, so how long, Zach, have you been around a, a Mulcahy income employee? Did you start while you were at uni or did you come no, as so a graduate?
3: No, I, I came after I graduated. So I graduated at the end of 2021 yep. and then pretty much joined the next, like after Christmas that year in 2022. So you still had so, your summer. Yeah, still, of still, uni still summer. had the summer <laughs> um, and then got straight into it. So I've been here for a year and a half now.
0: Oh, nice one. Yeah. And you, Lockie. So that that was that end of yeah. So twenty sort of, um, twenty year. Yeah, yeah. Right in the middle
2: of um, all the COVID stuff that was happening. So September October twenty twenty. So nearly
0: three years. I think just gone really quick as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you if you think back, sometimes kids say to you or my own kids or whatever, you might say, "Oh, uni, I don't know, that's another three or four years." But hmm. three years goes pretty quick. Doesn't yeah, no, it? Like, absolutely. You think does. about you've now done just as much time here as you, you did at uni, or you know, around yeah. about. So. That can happen, but um, no, really good boys. Thanks for that little background on how you got here and the journey. Um, Zach, how did you go about getting the job here? Did you sort of, uh, had you worked anywhere prior in accounting or done any sort of work experience or internships or did you just see it on Seek?
3: Yeah, so I, I did just see it on Seek. So no, I hadn't done any internships other than like the the year 10 stuff that you have to do through high school that I did just at another local Geelong accounting firm. Yep. Um, but other than that, no, I never did any internships through through university or anything like that. So we went hard
0: with that whole COVID thing that happened. It was,
3: yeah, especially because like and then so many people apply, especially like I was in the university Melbourne University. So the all the stuff you hear around is everyone applying for these top end sort of big Melbourne corporations, I guess. So they're very um, there's not many spots to get for that. So I sort of just yeah put my focus in the in my study to get that done and out the way first. And then after I graduated I just jumped on Seek and Obviously being from Geelong, my natural was to just look at the Geelong jobs first and then I saw Molcay obviously and applied for that and I heard back pretty much a couple of days later. So it oh all nice. it all went into process really quickly and panned out
0: well. And um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about, so when you see a job on Seek, this is just for our listeners out there, do you then go and do a bit of snooping on the on the business? Do you go and look at the website? Do you look at the LinkedIn profile? Do you look at the Facebook page, all that stuff?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Yep. Went yep. to the, the website and just obviously have a brief look, ar- look around to yep. see what's happening there and what you can find. So I did
0: do that. Yep. Good bit of you research, mate. You always want to do your research <laughs> for a job interview, Danny, don't you?
1: Absolutely, yeah, because you don't know what the impo- potential employer might ask about. When you did your research, Zach, what did you find most appealing about Mulcair and Co as a brand?
3: I definitely liked how there were multiple avenues, like as we as we <coughs> mentioned multiple times, and I'm sure you've touched on the podcast heaps, Gav, the yeah. different aspects of Mulcahy, whether that's accounting, lending, legal, finance, all that sort of stuff. So it's I felt like I wasn't going to be like shoeboxed into into one area, like just obviously doing
0: tax accounting and or, yeah, you know, just yeah.
3: compliance in one little box somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. you get like a broad like access to all these different services and you just see a lot more that can happen rather than just like strict accounting. So I liked that.
0: Yep, nice one. Um, And you've let us know your journey. uh, Yeah, so I was a bit
2: different to Zach where I wasn't actively searching, but I was coming probably three or four months before the end of my degree. Um, So it was time to start looking around and then was, yeah, lucky enough through a contact at um, my footy club to
0: land the role here. I think that's actually been what you did, Lockie, where you come and work part time, you yeah. know, while you're finishing uni, is very uh, uh, common at Mulcahy. Co. I know I've been a client here for the, nearly the whole 25 years that Mulcahy's been going, but that whole time I've had family, friends, and their kids and whatever come through, and heaps of them have come through and done some part-time work while they're at uni. And I think, you know, if you said to any uni student, okay, you're halfway through your three or four-year degree. Do you want to keep flipping burgers or working at KFC? Yeah, or you exactly. Want to go and that was my learn, situation. Yeah, or do you want to go and learn um, some stuff on the job and probably get paid a better, better hourly <laughs> rate and work in an office where you're not uh, flipping burgers or working late behind a bar? So, it can that is quite common. Having um, so, yeah. If there's any listeners out there, and feel free to reach out and contact us if you've got somebody uh, or someone you know halfway through a uni course. We always look at uh, employment before the uni degree finishes. Um, yeah, on that on that two yeah.
1: as well, a lot of unis do provide electives where you actually do the internship as part of your degree. I know I did it; it was in my second year of my third year, my three year degree, and I, I literally did an internship unit um, for the duration of the the trimester at Deakin, and it was probably the most enjoyable one that I did because you are getting that real world experience that the textbook just doesn't offer you. So dealing with clients, problems, and all those sort of things, and Going back to what we were saying before, learning how to connect with clients and build relationships, which you just don't learn at at uni. And then, as Zach also said before, you're sort of um, converting from your your paper-based accounting work to the actual real life, what tech are you using? Um, Can you even get used to just holding down the routine of of having a job and coming to work on time Mm -hmm. and all of that sort of stuff, which, again, might sound like something that's not important or, or relevant, but it really is people that may not have worked in a professional environment before doing their KFC and that sort of stuff. Not that it's not, but um, you know, having the the nine to five with the breaks and all of that, you can, you got, you've got to get used to that sort of stuff too, which being able to do that as part of your uni degree, firstly, it's one less class you need to do, which is obviously appealing. And the benefits are there for the employer as well. If, if you do well, then a lot of that training's been done through that internship, and then it's okay at the end of your degree, come <laughs> back and we'll offer you a full time role. I was in that's that's the that's the long term goal. Um, Absolutely, it's a
2: mutually beneficial thing. That's yeah, a great foot in the door, isn't
0: it? I think um, other countries do it as well. Um, I've just had a son over in the US, and the paid internships are massive over there. So you know, the, instead of doing your three year. Accounting degree, you'll do it over four years, and the third year is actually a professional year. So you actually just go and work somewhere, and you get paid. You just leave the uni campus for a whole year, and then you come back and do your final year. It's so a good model, definitely
1: so some benefits to that. I think I would have thought in that model, the first sort of three years post graduates over there, the, the, those first three years over there, they'd be a fair bit more productive than over here. That that one year is is super super yeah, important.
0: Yep, and I think you're right, Danny. Things like um, understanding that. Work starts at eight thirty or nine o'clock or whatever. You know, yeah, you can jump up and grab a coffee anytime or get a bit of fresh air or whatever if you need to. Have your lunch break and then you're here all day and you're here until five thirty, whatever it is. So just getting used to that because even when you're working at KFC or you're flipping burgers or working at the bar when you're at uni or at high school, you um you know you're working in little stints, aren't you? Three, four hours, maybe a five. You know, and if you work five hours, I think you get a half hour break or whatever it is. You know, but it's different coming into a environment like this which is a beautiful comfortable office but yeah definitely. it's you know temperature controlled it's sitting stationary in, in your seat um so and it's a long period of time and as danny said you know even just as much as make sure you always get there five minutes early you know it can be tough to get to know how to how that rolls you know and the for the
1: for the person or the student it's a good opportunity for them to try the business on for size a little bit you know what's the culture like Do they feel like they fit in? Are they welcomed? Because when you're in a day or two a week, it's harder to develop a relationship compared to the person who's five days a week. And there might be a joke on the Friday that you weren't here to see that you're not into little things like that. Like how welcomed are you? Um, You know, do they have potentially working from home arrangements or flexible working arrangements, which is really big in today's day and age? We mm-hmm. do at Mulcahy's, we're quite flexible with that. Some businesses aren't. I think most probably are, otherwise you'll be left behind. But um, So it's good for the employer, but it's also good for the employee to say, actually, do I want to work here? If so, why? And
0: if not, why as well? Absolutely. And I think you can't really find that stuff out unless you go and experience it. Yeah. I've always been a big advocate for that year 10 work experience you spoke about, yeah, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, I used to, when I, yeah, yeah, run my agency for a long time now and you know have a year 10 kids come in and i always say to them and on the monday morning you'll know at the end of this week one whether you want to do this for a living or two whether you don't so at least at the end of that week you know something you didn't know at the start of the week yeah, and I've, sure. I've even had kids that have done the work experience a week and go oh now that i really know what it is it's a desk-based kind of job i don't think i can do it and i said yep great you found out what yeah. you don't want to go and spend three years at uni doing or picking the year 12 subjects and all that stuff so yeah, that I'm a massive advocate for that year ten work experience. I reckon it's a good time to go and yeah, you know, even do it's very off, good. It's a bit off your own back. It's yeah.
3: different to obviously the school life as well. Yeah, with the just like as Danny said, it gets you used to the like the nine to five hours and, yep. and that sort of stuff, which is obviously longer than longer than school hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the old five o'clock rolls around when you're on work experience and you think you're, you know, just about to keel over. <laughs> you've, you've never worked past three thirty in your life. So so, Zach, what, what's your take on the workplace here? Like, is it a good place to work? Is it sort of are you getting sort of mentorship and assistance where you need it?
3: Yeah, it's definitely a good place to work. It's a very positive environment and everyone's very friendly the minute you walk through the door down for a chat and that sort of stuff. And I thoroughly like how there's like different level of like ages and also experience in the workplace here. So, yep. obviously myself and Locke being a bit more on the younger side, but then we've got people like, I'll oh, just to mention a few of the managers here, Ben and Damo, who like a more experienced accountant, who we can always go for a chat, and they're more than welcome to help us
0: out with like anything we need help with. So you feel comfortable going to them and saying, even if you think it's a silly question or something they yeah, already told yep. you last week, but you've forgotten or whatever, you're happy to go back and get yeah, that definitely information they're, as they're you
3: They're Always open to help, yeah. which has made my experience so far like so much easier to just naturally feel more involved in the workplace, and then to obviously just grow my skill set as well.
0: Because I think too sometimes um, uh, gents. If you, if you don't get that manager just at, in that level or two above you that is helpful, or or they're not helpful, that makes your work life so hard, doesn't yeah. it? Like yeah, definitely. We, Danny and I have probably experienced that a bit in the in the past with different workplaces. You know, if your if your direct line of sort of you know um, mentorship isn't isn't there, it makes your body life really hard. So. And it helps
2: yeah. um, Zach and I uh, to grow so much faster if we know we can go and um, have a chat to Scott, Ben, or Damo and their doors always open. They're willing to help us. Yep. Um, not, but not just in a work sense as well, but um, they're just up for a chat with us all the time. It's just such a welcoming place to come to work every day,
1: and even even on that too. So sometimes when I sort of explain to clients. Um, that we have accounting lending etc i always i use the term in inverted commas that i'm an honorary, well i'm a qualified accountant but i say i'm an honorary accountant and i'm an honorary mortgage broker because i have joint appointments with an accountant or a broker or even riley a conveyancer or just overhear their conversations and you pick up on so much that you wouldn't if you weren't in a multi-divisional firm and you just know so you, i can if a client asks a pretty basic accounting or a lending question I'm pretty confident now that I could answer that based on overhearing it a lot of times in the office. Yep. And you probably take for granted that a little bit as well. So, you know, you do get to progress in the actual division. So whether you're an accountant like, like Zach and Lockie or myself as well, you do get to progress in things that you you probably didn't expect to.
0: Yep. that's a really good point because I think uh, people don't understand like Zach, if you had taken your first graduate job in a well, we, we had Brendan Hovian last week talking about how it's been him and Sharon for 38 years, you know. So if you went and worked for Brendan and you're sitting in a little office by yourself just doing tax compliance and accounting, um, you know, you're not going to learn about know, the latest things with interest rates and home loans or what the needs are for uh, legal and conveyancing. Yeah, or, You know, there's a lot of different stuff that you're learning probably just because you're in the same room.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. as Danny said, you're naturally just like broadening your horizon and learning different things that you wouldn't often hear about if you were just yeah, in an accounting office. So yep. that's a definitely a positive about this workplace.
0: It's a good bonus, isn't it? Oh, another,
1: another thing too that Zach mentioned, which the flexibility and, and those kind of things, we do try and measure the performance of everyone here based on their outputs, not so much their inputs. So, you know, gone are the days where you're sitting at the office for 50, 55, <laughs> 60 hours a week to get things done. If you get it done and it takes you X amount of time, then yes, the, the privileges of... As Zach said, you can go and um, you know go to an appointment early, have a longer lunch break if you like to do your gym or go for a run, then because it resets you for the afternoon. And then on the other side of that too, sometimes you um, know, like the busy time, which we've just been end of financial year, you might need to pay it back a little bit as yeah. well. But it's sort of a um, it goes both ways, seeing where if the. Our outputs are there by way of how you're going and those kind of things, then you'll be rewarded, rewarded as well. So there's that sort of carrot that's there.
0: And I think too, for you two coming through from your part-time jobs through high school and uni, understanding now that you're you know, a salary employee, so it's more about what you're doing rather than how many hours you're clocking yeah. on for, that's kind of a whole different mind shift, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Yep. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, probably places like KFC, I could be wrong. It's been <coughs> a while since I've worked a part-time job like that, but I can assume that it's all based around hours and when you clocked on and I, I did an extra half an hour at the end, so I get paid for that and whatever. Yeah, Here it's, you know, much more that professional environment where you're just doing what needs to be done to get the job done. Yeah.
3: I think it's good like that, just have a professional mindset as well. Like the more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. Um, obviously, like you just said, when you go to just a – a regular job whether that's just at a fast food chain or something realistically most people are there just to get paid yep. whereas here you like obviously you're still getting paid but you're here for the experience as well and to building a career, aren't you? yeah exactly yeah.
0: you're building your building blocks to a career rather than yep. just
3: having a job yeah yeah. yeah yeah and it makes you feel like proud with the work you do as well mm. yeah yeah no, and,
1: and we do try our best to provide an environment that every person whether you know you're the director or you're an intern where you thrive you feel comfortable and there's a network there that you know like as, as an example which we'll touch on later on zach and Locke you're both studying at the same time so we obviously we try and um, facilitate that and encourage that as much as possible because we also want our employees to have a good um, work-life balance at the same time we don't want you working full-time and then studying at the same time and having no, you know you can't play football or you can't do anything in your personal life because that that reset yeah uh, yeah, you don't want to burn out because then performance starts to taper (laughs) off and that's not good for anybody obviously so we do try as best as we possibly can to facilitate where obviously you're here for a reason clearly like there's a role to be fulfilled but we also want you to prioritize when you walk out the door that you've got an you know you've got a lot of
0: other things that you need to put your mind to as well I think that means you're just a good rounded individual, you know, so when you are giving advice to a client, you understand their life because you're you're running your own life and work life balance and all those things. So, um, Jen, so I just wanted to ask you, we've got our FS360 process here, of course, Financial Security 360, our 12-step process to enable our clients to go from the start of their financial life through to financial security, whatever that means. As Danny's mentioned on previous podcasts, that can mean different things to different people, but... Zach, can I start with you? What's your involvement in that FS360 process
3: at the moment? Yeah, it's probably just having like mainly in the back of my mind that if I ever need something from a different division, like on a real basic level here, if I need, um, if I'm doing a tax return and someone has like an investment portfolio and I know that Danny and the, the finance team can help me provide like that statement to easily complete the tax return that I then don't have to go back to the client, that's a...
0: On a real basic level, that yep. that's like one
3: of the examples. So utilising
0: another business division here, yeah. when, you, when you see something like a little flag pop up during tax compliance yep. for a client, um, that's good. Yeah, And then and just sense. knowing
3: like if a client, obviously in an email, I'll get like, oh, we're looking to, to reinfinance something to help run the business or I, c- I can know like we've got the, the mortgage brokers and that sort of stuff we can go straight to it and say, oh, this person's looking to do X, Y, Z, can you please yep. help with that?
0: And sometimes, um, hearing other accounts talk, sometimes it can be down to the fact that you are aware of what the current interest rates are on different things, equipment loans or business loans or home loans. So you can sort of see, you know, in their in their financial statements, oh, they're sort of paying a yeah, definitely. high rate there. Yeah, so maybe it just helps us,
3: like, have a greater knowledge to then be aware of more stuff that we can then bring up to the client if we think there's something might be an issue or we can get them yeah. a better, better result in any way that might be.
0: Yep. And what about you, Lockie? What, what's your sort of involvement in that FS360 process in these first yeah, two so or three years? Yeah, so I'll just further
2: what Zach said.
0: Um, it's really good to know that we get a lot
2: of questions from clients and we don't know the answer to all of those questions and nor should we. Um, if it's a financial planning question, uh, we'll go to see Danny. If it's a legal query, we can go see Riley. Um, and then with the Cosm Free guys as well, um, just having that confidence to know that we can sort of problem solve any uh, question that a client has but we've got all these resources um, within the office that will be able to assist us in that process is um, really comforting for both us and the client.
1: Yeah I think it's one of the things I learned really early is you know you might be a hot shot straight out of uni and you want to impress everyone and clients and you may lie to a client and answer a question Mm. that you don't know the answer to but you just want to impress them in that point in time actually the worst thing to do, Yeah, like to, to put your hand up as Lockie said and say, hey, that's a financial planning question or for me it's an accounting question or a mortgage-broking question. Either I'll go grab Lockie or Zach or one of the brokers or someone. If they're available, they can give you 90 seconds of their time or I'll just ask them and I'll get back to you. And a client will 10 times more value that then you sort of and a lot of the time they can pick when you're not confident either. Yeah. Then you're saying the wrong thing and then, then they will lose trust in you and without trust in this business, it's one of our four our four focus points internally. Mm-hmm. But you you've really got you've really got nothing. So to be able to literally put your hand up and say, don't know, but we as a team, as in Mulcahy & do have the resources to be able to answer that for you. Um, I'll get you an answer in 24 hours. It's really, it's really appealing for clients.
0: And I think the day and age that we're in now is you know, instant gratification, you know, social media or whatever we're looking at or you know, we're, you know, we can hardly get through a movie these days. It's got to be a shorter episode you know, before we get through it. But I think with a lot of that stuff is, is just slowing the process down. So actually, I'm just going to ask some professionals in this area, get you the proper, you know, because it's going to save them a lot of time and effort and maybe money in the long run anyway. So, yeah, that's a good point, Danny. I think, um, yeah, you, a lot of people come out of uni, I reckon I was one of them. Hot shot, yep, I'll be right, I know everything about this industry, I don't need to learn anything. I've Everyone's learned all, been there. I've been at uni, I've learned it all over the last four years. So, But I think, yeah, once you get into the workplace, you probably realise how little you do know. So, yeah, getting in under those mentors is important. So. Oh, really good. And then another
1: example about that too, which was just recent where the two divisions of the firm have come together was, um, you know, it was a a Long and Valley client that we have going through some problems with an investment property. Um, A lot of people out there are probably in the same boat where tenants not paying on time, they've tried to get them evicted, there's been some damage on the property, so now the the clients are unfortunately going through a really long-term insurance claim. Um, They've done some planning with us, as in the financial planning team, and we were looking at offloading that property um, in the future where it became a bit more tax appealing to do so. But because of the bad experiences and probably the, fun, the, the peace of mind that they've been given about their position, they called up and said, hey, we need some um, advice on what the tax consideration would be if we did sell it now, probably three or four years ahead of, ahead of schedule. So a really good part of that was Lockie was able to complete the capital gains tax work for this particular situation. Um, did all the work and then he and I sort of debriefed before the clients came in on the same page and then I've had the meeting with the client and said, hey, if we do sell the property now and we don't um, and we do do anything, this is the potential tax consequence. Whereas if we do pull a few strategic levers that we have available to us, here's the difference. And the clients were really, really happy that they were able to make an informed decision. And rather than wait four or five years and have four or five years worth of more headaches, they're putting the property on the market as we speak and then during that meeting they gave just the firm itself really strong feedback about how secure they feel knowing that Lockie and I, for example, were able to just nut it out at my desk together instead of me getting on the phone to Lockie at the other business who's in an appointment with a client so he can't get back to me in time and it just
2: takes a lot longer to get things done.
0: It's, it's a great story, Danny and Lockie. So yeah. it's, it's a real
2: win for your clients And there. that's what I was just going to add um, before Danny tacked it on in the end. It literally was all a five-minute chat that we had, but because we both knew what we were both doing and we didn't have to go and outsource um, someone from another firm, um, we were able to produce that outcome very, very quickly.
0: I think if um, anyone's out there listening and they're not sure you know they go, oh yeah, it doesn't matter though I've got a lawyer over there and an accountant over there. But that stuff can take weeks yeah, exactly. you have got to actually get an appointment with that, that, that with your lawyer or your accountant or your financial planner, you've got to get the appointment then you've got to sit down then you've got to get the other person talking to them prior to the appointment. So all that stuff can actually take weeks when you know potentially you, know, you can get it all done in one, one, one appointment. And in the information age, either rightly or wrongly,
1: people are becoming lazier and they want more convenience. And the whole idea of the FSC 60 process in multiple divisions is just to provide clients convenience of, I can get it all done here, rather than have to book appointments on, on different days.
0: Yep. I had a good example, actually, boys. I'll give you an example of one of mine. So they, a client was starting up a business, uh, actually buying a cafe. So they had to set up a... Never been in business before, needed to set up an entity, all that sort of stuff, needed to make... They didn't have wills. So but they actually made comment to me, because I think I was the last division to come into the office um, and meet with them. They'd been there for two and a half hours. Yeah. They said, but this is great because we're getting five different things done in one meeting, which took two and a half hours, but all the different divisions kept coming into the room. Yeah. <laughs> and the other division go, thank you, I'll finish with the accounting, I'm out. And then the marketing guy's coming in and then, you know, next thing the financial planner's coming in. So Your tag team. Tag team on the way out. So <laughs> target, But for that client, they've knocked that over in one afternoon. They've both taken an afternoon off work or whatever, got yeah. it done. Otherwise, that, you know, getting those five things done could have been – could have taken them four weeks, you know, yeah. doing it any other way. So, oh, that's good. And I think you, you two boys will be um, only getting deeper into the FS360 system as we go forward. Because yep. I think um, you'll just see more and more of you know, your involvement in that over time, so – it's good yeah. to see that you've made but some. We'll injuries. do
1: joint appointments, like I know as, as Zach mentioned before. Damien and Ben, who are the two of the accounting partners, um, but we'll start to do appointments where I'll grab Zach or Lockie to come in with me rather than them, and then that's how they get the experience of how does a financial planner do it, how does Riley, one of the conveyancers, do it. So we have joint appointments all the time, and that's where um, each employee can can hone skills in different areas
0: as well. Good, good call, good call. Um, so, what's what does the future look like, Zach? What, what's the future look like for for Zachary Rocket at uh, Geelong uh, Mulcahy Co?
3: I will touch on this obviously, but we're, I'm doing some further study at the moment with the, yep. the chartered accounting. We can so talk about that now. Yeah, all right,
0: so perfect. So, CA, it's a chartered accounting. Yep. So, it's a postgraduate.
3: Um, yeah after yep. your degree you, you undertake some study yeah pretty much like the the world recognized accounting
0: it's like a postgraduate qualification yeah um yeah and are you taking that on what do you do there Zach do you do it unit by unit is that yeah is that so basically you do it while you're working yeah correct yeah. so you
3: just do one unit at a time which makes it easy you don't want to stress yeah. yourself out um, so
0: you're talking one unit per semester yeah it? Yep, yeah Sorry. so yeah, first yeah, half of the year you do one unit yep.
3: And um, in, in your own time. Yeah. Um, so you can sort of work at your own pace, which is which is really handy. So you got I think there's eight core subjects and then a couple of electives that you have to do. Yep. And on top of that you have to have the three years of like experience at the work, which you just naturally, naturally go about yeah, you're and then, get it anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You get Locky that anyway. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so that helps with that. And yep. yeah, you just do it at your own pace, which is really nice. And then obviously here at Cave, they're very flexible and supporting us in the journey of furthering our career and yeah, just getting getting better at things. Yeah, nice one.
2: What about you, Lockie? Are you going to undertake some studies yeah, as well? Yeah, so I'm um, cracking away with my CA stuff as well. Um, and I was just going to add to what Zach was saying before. Um, having two accounting partners that have already gone through and then we've got um, Amelia as well who's just completed the CA Yeah, course. she's a recent graduate. Yeah, it's really... The just like, um, last month. Yeah, it's really easy to if we have any questions about an assignment or the exams coming up, we can sort of pick their brains um, just for a few minutes. Um, yeah, to be able to have the people in the office who have been there and done that is um, so valuable to both Zach and I.
1: Yeah, in, in and above the the experience that you can lean on here, what are the, some of the other perks at Mulcahy's you know, has offered you guys to be studying while you're working to make it, as Zach said, you don't want to stress yourself yeah. out too much. How can it be as flexible and convenient as we can? So what are some so of the things that we've offered? So they have
2: been um, really flexible and understanding that sometimes, look, we might have an assignment that's on or the exams next week. Um, so we've got study leave that's set up um, two days per unit that we do. So to be able to have that um, there is really comforting to know, oh, I've got a lot to do at work, but to be able to prioritise that study for the short amount of t- period of time um, is really, really, well, I'm really, really grateful that Mulcahy offer that to us, yeah. And
1: I've even noticed as well, just by observing that, if, again, if you just communicate, hey, I've got an, an assignment mm. or an exam on the, the 10th of July, then we'll go a long way to not load you up at work the week before. Like yeah. Obviously, you've still got to get things done, but we don't expect you to be doing 10 hours of overtime in the week before a big CA moment because that's going to probably, you know, not necessarily improve or improve your your um your study or your planning for it.
0: I think too, you know, it's you're improving yourself if if you're willing to take on the CA, which you don't have to do. You know, if no one's yeah. saying yeah. you can just be a, happily be an accountant for the rest of your life and never do any further study after your bachelor. But you've taken on that, so I think that you know, I see that as the very least that you know your employer can do is to assist you with that where they can. As you say, it might be the study study leave lock yep. that you mentioned. Could be just making sure that we don't load you up beforehand. It might be the <laughs> mentorship that you get from some of the older guys. So, um, yeah, it's good to hear that. I think
3: yeah. that speaks volumes of Mulcahy itself, that they want to further us as I mean, not only just in the workplace but as people in general. Yep. Yeah. They're not forcing us to just like, Oh I know you've got this work, you have to have to get it done. Yeah. Um they're very
0: supportive and open in what our time, yeah. Which is really good. Yeah there's a famous hr quote which i'm quoting my sister she's a hr hr professional but she said uh, the quote is you know what happens if we help train them and then they leave and then the, the other side of that is but what if we don't and they stay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> because you, you're just going to end up with lower qualified sort of you know soldiers on the ground that aren't really engaged in doing it whereas if you've got motivated people like you too like you too you know you're willing to go that bit further. And, of course, Mulcahy & Co. can't hold on to you forever, but that um, getting you through that sort of study is really just improving you as a person and, and helping out all our clients as we go too. And you're spot on, Gavin. It's about, you know, why
1: wouldn't you train them up in the hope that they leave like, – the that leave, not the hope that they leave, but they might. That's why we go a long way to try and create the environment where people not only don't want to leave, we want people that just want to come here. Yeah. And I hate to use the example of being a Collingwood supporter, but it's like the Geelong Cats here at the moment. <laughs> And these two Geelong supporters are getting a laugh like, out of it. I but, like this a little bit. But it's the environment <laughs> where you're seeing people from all around the country want to come here because of the lifestyle and also the environment. Like they can go and play footy anywhere. Like we could go and be an accountant anywhere or a financial planner anywhere or, an, or a marketing director anywhere. Yep. But what actually makes us want to stay in the mole k group and it's a big part of just not what dollars are paid into your account or whatever it might be it's the overall environment and all the other perks and benefits that are on offer that you know lead to employee satisfaction and we do that to try and keep our, our staff who have been trained up to be the best they can be at their job, but not just at their job, like Lockie said, just good people in general.
0: Yep. And, and you don't want to be at a workplace where everyone's just sort of looking at the clock and wanting yeah, to clock yeah, off. Yeah, for sure. You want it, that's what the FS360 is in a lot of ways. It's so beneficial for our clients, but it's the why about why we turn up to work. You know, why are you turning up to work? Well, I want to help these businesses succeed. I want to have successful clients. I want to make sure they're financially secure. Um, you know, we, we could bring up a million different topics about what that means across all the podcasts we've done already. But um, yeah, it's just great to see that you two boys are thriving down here, sort of eight, 18 months in Zach and three years in Lockie. Yep. So thanks for your time today on the podcast and a little shout out to Amelia who has just completed that CA, Chartered yeah. Accountants course. So she's one of our um, uh, mid-senior mid accountants down here. I, I don't know what her, Amelia's title is, but yeah, she's a few years ahead of you guys and um, she's yeah, just completed that, which I think she said was two and a half years of study. Yeah. Ongoing. yeah, Ongoing. So she right. said it's going to be – she just said to me today at lunch, she said it's going to be great to think, what do I do this weekend? I don't have to study, you know. I so, know. so it's yeah, yeah. definitely look forward to that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so congratulations to you both on uh, on your time so far with Molkanko and thanks for your time on the pod today. Thank you very much, Gav. Thanks, Danny. It's been good. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. See you on the next podcast. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast, brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.